Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The gasoline is moving up and down and uh, is affecting all of our pocketbooks. Again, the inflationary trend, that's one area that it's hurting. Food is another. We'll get into the food issue a little later on this hour. Dan McTagg joins us, president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. You know, when you and I first talked on the air, Dan, probably 30 plus years ago. Yeah, 30 plus years, right? Yeah, I had to go yeah. back in those days. <laughs> yeah. How much were we paying for gasoline then? Uh, you were paying about 45 to uh, 60 cents a liter. That was the uh, maximum. At Palm Point's a little lower. Of course, oil was at some stages selling for $7 a barrel back in the good old days. And uh, the Canadian dollar was, uh, well, much stronger than it is now. Yes, so it was. And I, you know, I talk to people who remember those days and want to know what happened. I remember people calling into my radio program saying it'll never get to a dollar a liter. And here we are. It's been flying up and down the scale, particularly the last couple of days. What's going on? Well, what's going on is the markets are finally trying to assess that more than a potential economic slowdown and uh, prices that cause uh, the destruction of demand, they're now uh, having to face the reality of a shortage in supply or very significant uh, supply constraints, Roy, uh, on the scale that we've never seen. Uh, the best example, of course, diesel, which is uh, this time of year used uh, for heating oil. It's also derived to use for our jets, for our, uh, you know, for our uh, trucks, for rail. Uh, now we're at 45% below the average uh, five years in terms of inventory. And that is a pretty scary thought when you think the economy hasn't slowed down, demand hasn't slowed down, we still need to get products to and from wherever we are. And so that is probably the best illustration one can give of why markets are now starting to price in scarcity and supply. And it's uh, it's not likely to end uh, anytime soon. If anything, yes, we will get these ups and downs uh, for people in Eastern Canada, a small decrease tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, but the trajectory continues to push towards back the $2 liter range. And I don't see it coming down, especially when you have the federal government adding uh, more intensity to the first carbon tax, another three and a half cents a liter come April 1st. And then July, start to look at the clean fuel standard, the second carbon tax that no one wants to talk about. I only know one MP in all of Toronto where I'm from who actually raises. And it's the independent guy, uh, Kevin Fong down in uh, uh, um, Spadina, Fort York. Other than that, uh, unless people are oblivious to the high cost of living and inflation, uh, he's the only MP that seems to uh, really care about this kind of stuff. Really odd mm. compared to 20 years ago. So something interesting happened. By the way, why is there so much fluctuation in uh, in gasoline price, depending on where you are in Canada? Is certain price in eastern Canada, certain price in western Canada, another price in the Atlantic provinces? Why? Uh, well, we follow the American market to a T, so does the world. Uh, it is broken into three markets, the Pacific Northwest market that affects all of Vancouver, the lower mainland, and, of course, Vancouver Island, which includes Victoria. 
the rest of the West, uh, all of BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and even a slice into Ontario, uh, Thunder Bay, relies on the Chicago spot market for gasoline. And then uh, pretty much from Ontario, I would say, uh, you know, from Kenora all the way back to the tip of Newfoundland relies on the New York market. And uh, those three markets sometimes don't often operate in sync. They certainly don't operate based on oil. You may have days where oil is going up, gasoline futures are going down and vice versa. Uh, but so it's a very convoluted, very complicated market. But we pay the price, the international price for fuel and we pay for it. Even though it's made here, we pay for it in international terms in the same way that if we sell a product like wood or whatever, widgets, cars, we price it always in the U.S. standard. So that's uh, that's an advantage if you're selling a lot of oil, you're not blocking pipelines. Disadvantage if you have a policy that says uh, our war on fossil fuels means no more pipelines, means uh, Vladimir Putin walks away uh, with uh, you know being able to hold Europe at bay. Yeah. And he now says he's not going to continue with that uh, grain deal that was brokered by Turkey between Ukraine and, and Russia. More on that to come. Now, the carbon tax on heating oil is hurting families on fixed income in Newfoundland, which has caused a liberal member of parliament from the Avalon Peninsula to vote with Pierre Polyev's conservatives for a carbon tax ex- exemption for home heating oil. You're a veteran of the uh, parliamentary wars. How would that have gone over? Well, in my day, it would have gone over very well, and the government would have changed its position because they know members of Parliament's backs are to the wall, especially the ones that actually want to listen to their constituents rather than the talking points from the uh, from the Prime Minister's office. But look, this is based on a letter that the, even the Premier of uh, Newfoundland had put forward, and I, I got to tell you, the Liberals risk losing support, major support, and in Atlantic Canada with these shenanigans. You can't force people who have no other choice. They can't go to you know natural gas as an alternative. Uh, and, and to force them to pay, you know, 18, 19 cents a liter, increasing by five or six cents a liter every year. Uh, and of course, uh, subject them to what is now the highest prices paid on heating products for anyone in North America. It's just un-Canadian to do something like that. And of course, I think uh, Ken McDonald, uh, short of, uh, you know, deserving the Order of Canada, is one of the few MPs, I think, in the Liberal caucus left that actually gives a damn about constituents. And I really think that uh, it's high time that we start asking some tough questions of Liberal and NDP members of Parliament, why they're so oblivious to the damage that they're doing. They're raising the cost of living, raising inflation. In the case of home heating fuel, you're actually forcing people uh, into uncertainty. Well, the the home heating fuel in Atlantic Canada, Newfoundland, certainly had increased by 60% from September of last year in uh, in that province. So it's it's extremely difficult, and particularly for people on fixed incomes. Oh, yeah. Another story that's uh, making headlines today, Dan, I'm sure you have an opinion on it, is Stephen Gilbo, the environment minister, slamming Canadian oil companies for insufficient monies directed to climate change and instead uh, delivering profits to their investors' shareholders. Well, Mr. Gibo doesn't want them to produce oil. He wants them to somehow magically, you know, get away from producing oil and, I don't know, make fairy dust. I get that, but think about this. You have a federal government minister interfering with private enterprise to the point that he's saying, you shouldn't be doing with your profits what you're doing. Well, the fact is the profits are going back to Canadians and investors, unlike what Mr. Gibo is doing, which is turning away investment from Canada and destroying our uh, destroying our ability to attract the kind of investments that make uh, that give Canadians jobs. And it's one of the main reasons, Roy. Make no mistake, the Canadian dollar is is lagging to the extent that it is. The reason food inflation is up has a lot to do with the fact, and you and I had this discussion last year, our good friend. 
Mr. Charlevoix and I, uh, I said last year we would see a 35% increase in food prices. That's exactly what's going to happen. You continue down this road of hammering the oil and gas sector, which the world wants more of, and you're going to continue to see Canadians losing when it comes not just to inflation, but with higher interest rates. It's all connected, Roy. And I think Canadians are starting to connect the thought. By the way, Mr. Right, so what happens? What, what happens, Dan? What happens with the price of oil, the price of gasoline, nationally over the next number of months? Let's say the bridge from 2022 to 2023. Can, all, can the entire country look at the same sort of dynamic or, or not? worse three dollars a liter for diesel it's coming and it's going to cripple the economy and we have no one to blame but ourselves we have the oil we decided not to get to market 13 percent of people out there who think it's cool to do the climate stuff those are the ones that are running the show the other 87 percent of us have to pay for it and i think there's going to be a revolution on a political scale in this country because people cannot afford these uh, uh these uh, blowhards who are going around uh, bad wedding over climate at the expense of uh, everyone's uh, affordability If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.